0: walking, yeah, I'm walking, huh, yeah, yeah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, God, yeah, uh, uh uh-huh, yeah, let's go. I'm walking in the spirit, I ain't walking in the flesh, I ain't living on this world, my body got my body dead, and I know sometimes it's hard, you gotta learn from everything. So, yeah well blessings to all of you out there and greetings in our wonderful by uh, the name of our wonderful lord and savior jesus i've been on for almost a month but i want to greet all of you actually um it was a blessed time i have been traveling to different cities been able to be a privilege to worship to see the hand of the lord move in different ways just over people's lives it's amazing uh much love God has for his people in the way God loves his people so that's been a big blessing to be able to see that wonderful wonderful um, many testimonies um, like I said you know I was traveling around I would like to post some of that uh, some of the things and some of the pictures on Facebook but uh, due to this, the sensitivity of the material and sensitivity of some situations um, I am unable to do that at this moment but what I'd like to do is just—I um, I have a word for you all. But I just wanted to share, and this will tie in with the word as well. It was a blessing to be able to see uh, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, to be able to see God move in different ways and in different degrees. I think the—I think the best—the um, best is yet to come for the people of God. Uh, but it was amazing just to see. Um, and to experience, to have the privilege to experience the way God wanted to uh, bless His people and and move. So many many testimonies, many things came out of this. Um, people were really blessed, and I think the the most blessed um, the most blessed moments and my favorite times are just when you see people connect with God in a deeper way, and as they connect with God in a deeper way, they go into a, they enter into a deeper relationship with him where there is more hunger, more thirst that's developed for him. And it's amazing the way that happens. Um, Like I said, many were the testimonies and I would like to post some of these, but um, just due to the sensitivity of the content and the sensitivity of the situation, um, I cannot cannot be posting that, but I, I think I can share with you some of my favorite moments in that, my favorite moment is just the, the, the healings that people experienced. not even when hands were laid upon them, but just when they were standing um, at the altar, worshiping the Lord by themselves. You know, um, there was a time where we came to some people to minister, to pray over them, and, and they already had the testimony. They, they just said, um, we've been healed just standing here, just standing here in the presence of the Lord. So I want to thank God for that moment and give him all the glory. Um, I love when God does that, uh, just manifests himself and and comes over the heart and over the life in different degrees, and people just get restored and and blessed. Um, that, and that's gonna tie right in with what I have to share with you. Um, there's a few scriptures, but I wanna talk to you about high priority and what our high priority should be and it's amazing because the lord was showing me something very interesting in his word but i want to go into the context of it i'm going to read um exodus 32 some just a couple verses and a couple verses of exodus chapter 33 and as i get into that um it's really interesting to see um, different things that are going on and taking place and If you're joining or going to join this broadcast or you're going to watch this video, it is very imperative that you hear um, and you listen to what is being said, especially when it comes to, to Exodus 33. I'm going to add some context into exodus from exodus chapter 32 and touch on a few things there because i believe it is important for us to maintain and and to get the the context of the situation and then when we come into chapter 33 it's just it's incredible um just some of the things that are happening here and taking place so that that's what i want to get to But first of all I just want to talk to you about high priority and Lord we thank you for this moment that you have given us this time you have given us. I pray Lord right now that your presence would be released into every heart into every life that would watch this video that would partake of this, that would open their eyes and their ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And I just pray right now, Father God, that you would just begin to release that presence into everybody's life, Lord God. I pray that you would bring healing as your word goes forth, bring deliverance, bring restoration, Lord God. I pray that joy would come, that peace would come, Lord God, that your, your power would come into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me just start Exodus chapter 32, verse number 1 uh, the Bible says this and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him up make us gods which shall go before us for as for this Moses the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt we do not know what has become of him uh, interesting interesting and I'm going to jump down to verses 4 and 5 um and read that and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after that he had made a molten calf and they said these be thy gods o israel which brought thee up out of the land of egypt now i'm gonna gonna stop there now what is happening, the, the children of Israel, they've seen the hand of God demonstrated, and they're moving on their journey, which Paul says that this is an example unto us. So we need to learn from their journey out of the land of Egypt to apply it to our journey in, in, in our walk with the Lord. Now this can happen to anybody. We Sometimes we don't understand, or we deny it, or we say all the right things. But when it comes down to action, many times what we experience, press is 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 different than what we profess these people are moving God's people are moving they come to a place where Moses needs to receive God wants Moses to receive something and Moses goes up the mountain to spend time with the Lord and these people are getting impatient down in the valley and as they're getting impatient they said we don't know what happened to Moses so they turn to Aaron to guide them to make them God so that they can go because they, they have such an impatience in their heart and their spirit now let me tell you something that there is a timing factor with God and many times when we are not working according to that timing factor or we don't want to wait for God we often operate out of a spirit of impatience we don't like the delays we don't like waiting on God we want everything right now because this culture is an instant gratification culture a culture that everything comes instant we have fast food We have fast marriages. We have fast everything. We want it now. Everything is at our fingertips. We're living in the age of technology. Everything is within our fingertips. People don't want to go shopping anymore. Don't want to go to the stores. It's more convenient just to take it online and do things now. But God has a time and a process to do everything. And when we don't wait for that time and that process, we can become impatient and empathetic end up acting out and producing something that God never intended for us to produce. And when that happens, out comes something that ends up fighting against what God has promised us the rest of our lives. If you don't believe me, just look at Ishmael. Abraham and Sarah got very impatient. They received a promise of God. God started using them to walk in faith. And out of that impatience, they they turned to something that is culturally correct but incorrect for the kingdom that's an interesting point you need to really take note of that because many times we operate in what is socially or culturally correct but we need to understand and we need to discern whether it's correct for the kingdom or correct for walking with christ and what happens is is sarah turns and says i'm not having a child so why don't we why why don't you take My handmaiden, Hagar. Now, this is interesting because I have never seen a woman like Sarah. Um, I have never seen a woman walk up to her husband and say, have you considered my best friend? But Sarah does this, and in their impatience to produce what God has promised them, in their impatience for self-gratification, for instant gratification, Abraham and Hagar come together, and Ishmael is produced. And because of that, what happens is, is Ishmael ends up persecuting and mocking Isaac, until the point where Abraham, Sarah tells Abraham, Abraham has to drive him out, because Ishmael is not the promised child. Of course, God blesses it because it has come from the loins of Abraham. And we need to be careful because sometimes even our mistakes and our products out of a spirit of impatience can be blessed. But they're not the highest priority. They're not the highest purpose in our life. They're not the thing that God really wants to put His hand on. And many times, if we don't drive out the mistake, the mistake will end up persecuting and making fun of our miracle. And many times, because of that, we'll live in the mistake instead of living in the miracle. And we think the mistake is good because God is still blessing some things in our life because we are His children. You are a son and daughter of the living God. Which means, and sometimes we get the wrong theology We get mixed up and we think, hey, God is not going to bless me. God is going to stop me if I'm moving in the wrong direction. But if you believe that, then ask Jonah if God stopped him from moving in the wrong direction. God let him get on the ship. God let him go to sleep in the ship. God let the ship progress for a while. But all of a sudden, something happens in the middle. And we don't understand it. We wonder sometimes why the enemy is fighting us in the middle when it's not really the enemy. It's God wanting us to prioritize in our life and shift some areas, shift some decisions in our life so that we can live in the priority and the promise of his purpose in our life. Hmm. Because if you look, Ishmael is still fighting against Isaac today. Over thousands of years later, there is still conflict. Between the problem and the promise, between the mistake and the miracle, between the impatience and the patience, you're still looking at conflict today. tells me I need to be very careful. And the children of Israel turn to Aaron. Isn't it amazing how people will turn to different leaders when their main leader is not responding or doing something proper for them that they think should be happening. The leader is receiving something from God but because he's not initially and ultimately in that moment ministering to the people's needs. He's trying to get something from God. Something fresh so that he He can come down and give the people so that they can walk in the will of God. They turn to somebody else. So like today, people will turn to other churches, turn to other pastors, turn to other things in life because you're not doing what they want you to do. You're not saying what they want you to say and you're not fulfilling what they expect you to fulfill. So many times people will turn to somebody else and say, get us to the place where God is calling us to be we believe that God wants to do something else in our lives you know what's interesting and I'll I'll share this what's interesting is it's amazing Uh, I was having a chat and a conversation and this was so amazing because I was talking I had ministered about how how the Holy Spirit in the form of the dove and he sent out from the Ark of of Noah he goes out twice and the third time uh, twice he comes back the third time he does not come back so it's very significant And it's very symbolic that we see Him go out twice and come back. It's symbolic of the Holy Spirit moving upon the people of the Old Testament, moving upon the judges, moving upon the men of God but not abiding fully because Christ had not come yet. And the third time he sends the dove out, the dove goes all the way through the Old Testament. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, Second Samuel. He goes through all these, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all these books until you see him land on Jesus in the book of Matthew. He has found a place to rest his feet. See, the Holy Spirit wants to find a place of rest on our life. The presence of God wants to rest upon our lives. And as much as we cry out for the presence of God, we need to consecrate for the presence of God so that the presence of God can find a place to rest just like He rested on the life of Jesus. He came and He rested because He found a place to rest His feet. Now, if you go all the way back to Genesis and you see in the book of Genesis, it's the raven that is sent out first and he doesn't come back and there is a difference between the two, ravens feed on dead flesh, so ravens out there are going to feed on dead things are going to feed on all the dead things of this world, and but the dove does not find any place to rest his feet, he's not going to partake of the dead things with the raven, he's going to keep on moving until he finally finds a place to rest and he's not resting upon the ravens. Notice that the Holy Spirit will not rest upon a life that is entangled and entrenched in dead things. But I was having a chat with a a man of God and, and we were just talking about, you know the difference between a dove and a raven is a dove will walk and a raven will hop. A raven will hop and a dove will walk. That's one of the differences between a dove and a raven. Isn't it amazing how people hop from place to place, from church to church, from this man of God to that man of God because they don't think what is going on is pertinent to their situation. They want to get out of the restrictions of the ark. They don't want to be locked up. They don't want to have those standards. They don't want to have certain things in their life. They want the freedom of the Spirit and they want to move. And many times, can I say this, for the sake of... God. Many people blame God for different things God never did. Many people say things that God said, but has never really actually said. And God rebukes the people in the prophets for this, especially in Jeremiah. He rebukes people for using his name and taking his name. Well, God told me to do it. And God told me to do this. And God, when God is absolutely no part of it, because God is not going to go against his scriptural principle so these people are experienced the spirit of impatience and in their impatience they turn to somebody else they give him a bigger a big offering in that moment and he brings forth a golden calf Mm. wow very interesting where did the calf come from where did they get a golden calf well they got a golden calf Because they had just spent 400 years in Egypt and Egypt worship, one of the gods of Egypt was a golden calf. So the calf came out of their culture. And this is interesting because many times we are surrounded by many different cultures by a general uh, world culture, by an economic culture, by a social culture, by our age culture, by our family culture, by our marriage culture. And we have to watch out because many times out of these cultures that we're surrounded by will come different things that are not actually like Christ, they are not kingdom. Moses is on the mountain with the anointing, with the Christos. He's up there in the anointing. He's experiencing the kingdom of God. God is giving him different instructions on how to implement kingdom government in that moment into their lives that would end up governing them until the time that Jesus Christ came. And this government that he is getting ready, the kingdom that he's getting ready to implement in this people is overridden by a cult. Concept. Many times our cultural concepts override the kingdom that we are walking in in our lives. And this calf comes out. This calf comes out. And because I want to move forward somewhere, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. And all of a sudden, Moses comes down the mountain. He breaks the tablets. God tells him, I want you to get the... day. I want you this time, I want you to cut out the rock for by yourself. You don't know how hard this thing is until you do something by yourself. See, I'll do it for you the first time, but after you you, uh, don't realize how long, how, how difficult this might be for you, I'm going to let you experience so that you know. But I also want you to Know that my word is not going to return unto me void it's going to accomplish that which I sent it forth to accomplish and no matter what's going on nobody is going to get rid of my word the flower fades the grass withers but the word of the Lord will arise will stand forever doesn't matter how hard you try to get rid of the Word of God it is not going Anywhere. It is by the word that God does things in our lives. And watch this verse 26. And Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Isn't it amazing. Levi it's not judah it's not the 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 camp of praise it's not benjamin it's not going to be the camp where all the kings come from it's going to be levi now if you remember levi and simeon had been cursed by their father jacob when they, because they had, they had deceived the Shechemites because the, because, uh, the man of Shechem had raped Dinah, their sister. So they deceived the Shechemites because of this entire ordeal. Jacob curses Levi and Simeon. it's Levi that makes the decision to say hey we're on the Lord's side we want to reverse everything That has happened, that has been pronounced over our life. We want to break the curses. We want to break the chains. Let me stop right there. If you're out there and you're listening right now, you can break everything that negative that has been spoken over your life. You can break everything negative that has been spoken over your life. You can break the curses. You can break the hexes. You can break the spells. You can break the backbitings. You can break the gossip. You can break all these things that are trying to fashion your destiny especially according to things that you did in the past your past does not define who you are it is Jesus who defines who you are and when you can walk as a son and a daughter of the living God and you make the decisions to say I am on the Lord's side I'm going to follow the Lamb wherever he goes I'm going to make the right choices the right decisions in my life everything that is trying to mold you and make you from the past is all of a sudden broken off of your life because of the decisions and the choices that are you are making in this moment I want to tell you right now you can reverse every financial curse, you can reverse every emotional curse if you're going through discouragement frustration, disappointment loneliness if you're going through rejection all that can be broken off of your life right now by one decision, one choice to say, yes Lord, I'm going to stand for you. Other people might not stand for you. I might have made some mistakes in the past, but today I'm going to stand for you. I might have fallen in the past, but today I'm going to stand for you. I might have made some dumb decisions in the past, but I'm going to stand for you. And because they stood for God, God pushed them forward into a place that was designed a place that was designed to serve Him they entered into the priesthood they were called to be the tribe of priests because of the decision that they made to be on the Lord's side I want to ask how many people today are out there and you are on the Lord's side if you take a stand for the Lord the Lord might just open up a door that no man can close Open up eternal door for not only you, but your children and your children's children and your children's children, children. God is talking about generational blessings today, not the curses that have been pronounced upon your life, not even the curses that you have spoken over yourself. God wants to do something new today in your life. All you have to do is say, ask for me in my house. We will serve the Lord. Wow, isn't that amazing? That one decision could transform so many things in our life. One decision where everybody else is not making the right one, you're the one making the right decision. Because of what happened, with the golden calf, listen to this, this is the part, the portion that I wanted to get to, that really I wanted to bring out. And the Lord said unto Moses, I'm reading in Exodus 33, one through three. And the Lord said unto Moses, depart and go up hence, thou and the people which you have brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, unto the seed will I give it. Hmm. God says, I am going to keep my promise because I made that promise unto you. You know, you made a mistake. You did some nasty things. But you know what? I am not a man that I should lie. Neither the son of man that I should repent. Have I said and shall I not do it? Have I not spoken and shall I not make it good? God keeps his promise. Though we remain unfaithful. God is still faithful in our lives. God is faithful to save. God is faithful to heal. God is faithful to deliver God is faithful to give you breakthrough God is faithful to release his miracles God is faithful to fulfill his promise in your life and regardless God is working on his promise to be fulfilled in your and in my life isn't that amazing But watch this and I will send an angel before you and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of you, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in a way. In the way. Excuse me. So God says, I'm still going to fulfill my promise. You're still going to be victorious. And there's still going to be abundance in your life. But my presence will not go with you. About that for a moment. You can be walking in the promise of God. You can be victorious in the promise of God and in your life. And you can be having abundance in your life but still be missing out on the presence of God and put this together for you this said if your presence does not go with me don't take us up I beseech you show me your glory doesn't go. I don't want to go, God. I don't care about the promise. The victory is nice, but that's not the greatest thing on my list. Even the abundance, the land flowing with milk and honey, there is an overflow of sweetness, of abundance, of goodness. I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good in every one of His promises. Lord. But if your presence does not go, I am not going. Lord, I know you gave me the position in this church, but the position is not the greatest thing in my life. I'm pastoring. Over 600,000 men. There's between theologians say between 1.5 and 3 million people that Moses is leading and Moses says, I know this is good, but this is not the priority in my life. The priority in my life is your presence, God. It's not the promise. It's not the provision. It's not even the victory. It's your presence, God, that I need in my life. I am passionate about one thing and I'm passionate about your presence God many of us would settle with the promise many of us would settle with provision many of us would settle with the victory but we cannot settle unless we get the highest thing in our life and that is the presence of God, many people want the position, many people want the provision, many people want everything else and this was the promise with Saul. He wanted the position but he lost the presence, that's why God told, chose David, a man after my own heart, because he doesn't care about position, he doesn't care about provision, he cares about presence and when somebody cares about presence, they can be on the back side of the mountain, ha. they can be in the pasture shoveling sheep dung and I will bring them to the front because they have a higher priority in their life than just the promise of God they don't come to the veil and want me to stick my hand out of the veil and give them their weekly allowance give them a blessing from my hand they don't care about receiving a weekly they want to come behind the veil they want to spend a little bit more time with me they don't want just my hand they want my My face, and because they want my face, Moses, I'm going to allow all my goodness to pass before you. I'm going to proclaim my name before you. I'm going to show you my mercy, and you're going to know that I am the Lord your God. David wanted the presence, and God gave him the position. David wanted the presence, and God. him the provision. David wanted the presence and God gave him the victory because Jesus is everything that you are seeking everything that you are seeking is already in his presence. You don't have to seek the money. You don't have to seek the marriage. You don't have to seek the ministry. You don't have to seek the fame. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. You seek first the presence and the provision will come. You seek first the presence and the promises will come. You seek first the presence and the ministry, the marriage, everything else will come. You don't have to seek it individually. You seek the presence. You seek first the kingdom and everything else follows. That's why David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. Follow me all the days of my life. Oh God. This should be the high priority in your life. Nothing else. Nothing else. When Moses was standing, At the burning bush, God said, I am who I am. And we see Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Yahweh Jireh, my provision, the Lord's provision shall be, I am your provision. Yahweh Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness, Yahweh Mekadesh. The Lord, my holiness, Yahweh Rapha, the Lord, my healer. Everything that you need, he is. That you need, he is. That's why you don't have to seek deliverance. You seek the deliverer. You don't have to seek salvation. You seek the savior. You don't seek the healing, you seek the healer. And all these things are added unto you because you've grasped a place in His presence. You've grasped a place in His presence. You have to understand this, brothers and sisters. You have to understand what I'm saying to you right now. You can walk in the promises, but miss out on the presence. You can walk in the provision, but miss out on His presence. You can even walk in victory, but miss out on His presence. God says, because I want to protect you. Because you have a habit to rebel. You are my children. I made you a promise. And I take the pleasure in the prosperity of my people. This battle did not belong to you. This battle belonged to me. You are a stiff-necked people. That means you have a habit of rebelling you have a habit of disobedience you have a habit of making the wrong decisions and the wrong choices you have a habit of not prioritizing the right things in your life and because of this i cannot go because i might consume you in the way so i'm a distance between you and my presence because I'm actually protecting you. The promises, but we don't have this manifest presence. We walk in the provision, but we don't have the manifest. We walk in victory, but we don't have the man because God is trying to protect us. And we're crying out, God, send revival, send revival. And revival is when His presence manifests in different ways that we have never experienced before. And when His presence manifests, we have to have somewhere where that glory is going to rest. The word for glory is kabod. And it means weight. It means that the honor, the glory, the heaviness of God. God says, I cannot put my heaviness in your midst. Because I'll crush you. I'll consume you. Different desires in your life. And those desires. My desire. Yes, you want good things. I'm not saying that you want bad things. Yes, you want good things. You want promises. You want to get to the place that God wants you to be. You want to get to the place that God is... You want to get to the place of provision where there's flow, where healing is flowing, and different things are flowing. But there's a difference between that and the manifest presence of God daily in your life. You want to get to the place where things are flowing. Joy is flowing. Peace is flowing. There's overwhelming flowing. Everything is flowing fine, and there is an abundance, but I need something more. He said, show me your glory. God saved. There's nobody asking me for this. Because you have asked me, I'm going to teach you about a place. That nobody else knows about see the eyes of the lord run to and fro throughout the earth he's looking he's searching he's looking he's searching for somebody he can show himself mighty on behalf of jesus says the hour is coming now is where the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seek it such that will worship Him. There's a place that you come where it's not you seeking things, God is seeking you because you are worshiping Him in spirit. There's something more than the promise. There's something more than the provision. There's something more than the victory and that is His presence. Moses, there's a place beside me. I wasn't gonna tell anybody about this. But you're going to stand upon the rock. You don't have to stand on an organization. You don't have to stand on a ministry. You don't have to stand on a person. You don't have to stand on a relationship. You can stand on Christ. The solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. My prayer is that you would... I noticed the time, so I'm not going to go any further with this video. I'm going to go ahead and stop it right here. But my prayer is that you would catch this. The promise. You can have the provision. You can even have the overflow. But if the presence something about the presence of Jesus. And it's interesting that God takes me here in this season because we're living in that time of celebration where we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, His presence, His manifest presence with us. Who is wonderful, counselor, almighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Brothers and sisters, you get all of this. The entire package in his presence. You don't have to seek one thing and just receive the one thing. You can seek him and get it all. My prayer today is that you would receive His presence in a brand new way. This is the testimony I was sharing with you at the beginning. Pastors were telling me people are getting healed without any prayer, without any hands laid on them. They're healed because they're standing in the presence of God. My prayer for you this week is that you would stand in the presence of God, that you would celebrate his manifest presence daily in your life. Don't leave your devotion. Don't leave your your time of, of prayer or worship or word with him until you have experienced and encountered his presence until next time i love all of you out there be blessed and may you stand in his name and may you stand in his presence in a brand new way and as you stand in his presence i believe that his goodness is going to pass before you in jesus name amen god bless you all i'll see you next time that's why y'all we sent us son Now we got grace, man. We so blessed, man. And that Bible is my weapon. That should the fifth, man. I be blocking all the venom Every time the devil try, he gon' regret it. I call my father for that help he gon' send it. Yeah, he gon' send it. Then one angel's gon' come down, gon' end it. The devil mac cause he can't shut no door, he opens. Then he can't open up no door, the father closin'. Yeah, you know we chosen. Yep. He gathered his electric spirit, turned up on yeah, the yeah, frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miracle signs and wonders.